The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and... What do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Thank you, Alliance. Lovely performance. Just rolling in the reviews of Tiptoes. I don't know what we've done, everybody, but I think there's going to be a sequel. There's going to be... We may we may have upticked and spiked Tiptoes views so much that the, the movie studio is going to be like, there's renewed interest in this movie. This one said, uh, Holmberg, thank you for Tiptoes. Best line of the movie. Quote, you had a circle jerk with a bunch of little people. End quote. Caleb did not make an appearance. My only disappointment. Caleb from Shriner <laughs> should have been in it. I don't think he's a little. Eh, he is actually. Was he born then? It was in two thousand three. Not, not yet. He's always real tiny. I mean, like <laughs> he's never going to be described the size as big. of a pinky mouse. Daniel says, uh, "Oh, I bet you when he was born, he could fit in the palm of your hand. Yeah, but he, every bone would break." Says, uh, "Dear Holmberg, you have uh, have me rolling right now." Tiptoes. A buddy of mine sent me that trailer a while ago, and you have effing nailed it. I watched it. And your take was 100% facts. David Allen Greer banging that midget with everybody just sitting there in the windows all around them is a classic movie scene. Minnie Oldman with a limp on his knees. What the hell did I just watch? <laughs> Minnie Oldman. Minnie Oldman is the best. Kyle says, you got me in a rabbit hole, Holmberg. I found it. Blew my damn mind. It's been 20 years. <laughs> you can't say this movie was terrible. And uh, the role that Gary Oldman did, beyond dumb. And Gary Oldman's one of my favorite actors. But this, this, what have you done? Kyle, you're right. Another Kyle, Kyle Pierce says, you weren't kidding, John. This is by far the worst thing I've seen in years. (laughs) These are real actors. These are serious, well-respected actors, some of which have done great movies. What the hell is going on here? The script is so bad, I think I finally figured it out. They made Matthew McConaughey's character out to look so bad like a bigoted and crazy kind of bully character. This was written by a little person in middle school that was bullied. He wanted the hot girl to end up with him, so he wrote this piece of crap. Worst storyline ever. Never made sense. The dialogue didn't connect, but occasionally you'd catch a big word as if a 14-year-old had written it up after he looked up the word confused and then thesaurused it for bewildered. (laughs) I spent a good portion of the movie with my hands over my face. So many cringeworthy moments. I hated it, and I loved it, and then I hated it, and then I loved it. Kyle, I'm with you. Then while watching, Kyle emailed again. This is hilarious. Kate Beckinsale's character drives all the way to Matthew McConaughey's work and demands to know if her kid's going to be a dwarf. But she says midget. And Matthew corrects her and says they prefer dwarfs. 
as we're watching, my wife said, why is she wearing that dwarf hat? There is a scene where Kate Beckinsale goes to his work for no reason at all, dressed like Gwen Stefani from the video Bananas with a nightcap on. Like, like from, a cheerleading? Yeah, no, 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 not, no. You remember when she used to wear those uh, fishnet things and the bra was underneath and like a pair of odd oh, pajama gotcha. pants almost, yeah, but they were so. almost sweatpants. But Kate Beckinsale's dressed like that. And then she's got this strange uh, night before Christmas nightcap on and shows up at his work. And that's where Matthew McConaughey has a backburn going because he's a firefighter and he actually tells the fire, take five. And I <laughs> still don't understand how you take five from fire. And then this guy's, uh, oh, my God, he just said no homo F word doctors for no reason. Who wrote this script? I have no idea what the hell's happening. John, you described the entire plot in its entirety, and I'm still loving it. Yeah. I told you everything you need to know about Tiptoes. We should get with Joel and Matt and um, a viewing, a screening, a screening and have David Allen Greer. Oh, host it. David Allen Greer. And host we do Tiptoes. KUPD's Tiptoe Night. You do it. All the proceeds go to fully grown human beings. Oh, you got to see it. And Brad Williams coming in today. I know he's seen it. We're going to talk to him. Also, people chiming in about what a rat is. Now, uh, oh, and also the guy that got released from jail after the death row thing. Here's the deal. This guy uh, looked into it deeper than me. said he's going to get no money for 30 years on death row. Uh, it said where I read they made him cop a plea of second degree murder that carried a 25-year sentence, which means he is guilty. So he'll get paid nothing. He's just not on death row anymore and he's out. So he gets free. He's served his time for the new crime he's guilty of. So basically they just changed it from, you know, the terrible murder case to second degree. So now he's at 25 years. He's already served that. So he's out. So they're Is that even – uh, would that still be over and above what second degree – It would be cop to plea. Yeah, so okay. it's already at this point he's like, look, let me, let me go now and I won't bug in, that kind of thing. So he really he was, was kind of guilty. Was, well, again, my, my point is if you're around – Someone who goes to jail for for murder, you probably you're probably jail worthy material. You know, well, it sounds like according to that plea that you know he might not have done it, but he was aware of it going on. Second, or, he know, was he did yeah. something terrible, and then you know I would rat you guys out for that. And Rex says rat. Here's what a rat is: a rat rats people out, usually for political or monetary gain. Very bad. A snitch tells on people to get their own ass out of trouble. Not as bad, but still bad. A concerned citizen informs the police to help or save someone who didn't deserve it. Still bad, but minimally. <laughs> this is from the Italian, the Italian guidebook of how to be a rat properly. Snitching rat. Never talk to the feds. Yeah. Uh, says that uh, meal you talked about that sheriff was serving probably cost $25 in Scottsdale and is called a trendy and healthy burger. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's all perspective. Thanks, Romy. Uh, this one says, good morning, John. I've been to the hole, man. And when you go to the hole, they give you something called the loaf. It's just a whole wad of nastiness. You don't know what's in there and you get it three times a day. It's just the leftovers they scrape it's together. Bologna, basically. Well, they, yeah, it's, it's hot dogs. Surprise. Yeah. They take all the chopped vegetables that didn't get into the, the everyday it's prisoner prison, plates. It's uh, bubble and squeak. <laughs> yeah, it's basically like, well, here's a bunch of stuff we would have normally thrown away. Put some flour and tomato paste on it and make it a ball. Flash fry it and give it to the guy in the hole. Just don't go to jail. I'm going to tell you. And I know there's people out there that are, it's easy. I I have had 
no dust ups or brush ups with the I'm not going to jail anytime soon. If I do, I probably deserve it. But I've had a really nice run of like never even coming close to jail. It can be avoided. I don't even know why you'd want to dance with the devil on that one. You know, well, this is a jail-worthy thing we're doing here. I'm going to step away from this. Jail's scary. Food's bad. Gigantic uh, penises all around it. You've seen me. I'm in that shower. You're selling it, man. <laughs> Look out. I mean, in that June, last part in June it. it's a sale. You know, there's giant peepees that are just everywhere. It's a smorgasbord. Not a woman in sight. Happy June. Yeah. You do I mean, a month every year. I get a DUI every May. Usually I go in in June, celebrate, get out by July, wave the flag and run all over the place. It's great. I'm a Yankee Doodle Dandy. I don't know what's going on, but the food thing keeps most Americans from going. I just, it's easy to avoid jail. Anybody try to argue with me? The rules are pretty clear. I've never once been like, hold on, I didn't know I couldn't do that. I know what gets you thrown in jail most of the time. And I try to dodge that as best I can. There's never going to, I can tell you right now with certainty, no one's ever going to wander in here uh, during the show, uh, uh, you know, uniformed officers, and take me out of here. And I'll be on the cover of uh, azfamily.com, having Holly Bach standing outside telling me I done, it's, we found you out, Holmberg. It's not a thing. I'm so afraid of jail. Worst case scenario, you're cutting garlic paper thin with a razor. And you're making spaghetti in That's a right. real nice institution. <laughs> Servant time. If I went to jail, it would be a really <laughs> classy one. Camp you're cupcake. Right. Camp cupcake because I've done something financially. But even then, I'm like, ah, this seems this doesn't seem on the up and up. I pay my taxes. I avoid jail. Bert is very quiet right now, and it's making me nervous. <laughs> hey, it's easy to dodge it. Quit talking. And to you people who said, well, it's not that easy. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's a, uh, it's really easy to dodge. And if you're doing drugs and stuff like that, I think that's the, that's the risk you're taking. I know it's a dangerous animal, the drug thing. That's a risk you take. You start, you know, carrying, you know, Coke in your pocket, eh, you get caught. That's jail time. And you knew that. It's not a railroading. It's exactly what happens to you. Stop carrying Coke around. It's easy to dodge it. You make the cops' lives a lot better if you just didn't do illegal stuff. And there are people right now up in arms. Ooh, some of the stuff that's illegal is stupid, but it's still illegal. I agree with you. There's some stuff that people go to jail for. That I'm like, that's dumb, but it's still jailable. Like the pot thing never made sense that people are like, there's a bunch of people in jail for marijuana that shouldn't be. And I'm like, no, no, no. That was the rule. And they knew that. That's the same with Brittany Griner. Same thing. Yeah, it's a, exactly. It's, their rule. it's a dumb rule, but it's the rule. So if you get caught with it in your pocket, you took that chance. Mm-hmm. It's not anybody's fault so but you your own. The rule. But again, here we are in a society where personal responsibility it does not exist at all. It shouldn't be a law. Well, now that you've been caught, right. But it was, and you weren't fighting that fight before. So, yeah, just don't your do dumb DUI stuff. DUI will get you up to 30 to 90 days of loaf. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Brady's biggest deterrent. Yeah. What the hell is loaf? And how- <laughs> Brady comes out of there. I ain't doing no loaf. I'm lean. We need to fix this. <laughs> Brady'd come out like that. Guy gets out 30 years later. Brady, you look thin. I know. I'm sorry. Let's get back on the ball here. We got spinatos and uh, let's <laughs> hit that steak 44. Got lunch at 11, second lunch at 1230. That Hooters was pretty good. I'm going to have that Texas burger. 
my visits would be. You got the sauce? Oh, you'd be like a politician visiting each restaurant on your way home. There's one. Pull over. We're going in. Hi, folks. How are you? You shake some babies' hands. Kiss some, kiss some women and shake some babies. Let's get this done. I'm but a whole pie for me. Brady would spend all that you were in jail wrong money in the first week on all the meals to blow them back up, Dig Dug style. Bogan, you got a visitor. Who is it? Crust Brothers. Oh, the Crust Brothers. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right, boys. There is a God. How's my case looking? We're not your lawyers. Uh, yeah, you are, actually. I hired you to be my lawyers. I trust the Crust Brothers. Holmberg's morning sickness. Disgusting. They smell. They're sticky. They say things that are horrible. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Holmberg's morning sickness. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's easy to avoid jail. And this dude that's going to jail in Scranton, Pennsylvania. I don't saw this manager at Harvard Medical School Morgue. Did you see that guy? The Harvard Medical School Morgue. He was the former manager of that, and uh, his name's Cedric Lodge. He was stealing for years dissected portions of the cadavers in the morgue and then uh, that were donated to the school. And, and it, schemed, it was a scheme that stretched from 2018 to this year. The body parts were taken without the school's knowledge, and he was selling them to stuff in some underground body part sales. Uh, he'd take the body parts, which included heads, brains, skin, bones. He'd take them home where he lived with his wife. She needs to rat that out. If yep. you start coming into work holding someone's brains going, don't ask any questions, you're fired and I'm stepping away from you. Uh, some of the remains were sent to buyers through mail. Authorities said he also allowed buyers to come to the morgue to pick which ones they wanted, like it was a butcher shop. The donated to the Harvard Medical School. They're used for education, teaching, and research. But he had a, you know, there was a surplus and he could start unloading some of the extras. Come out here, pick, pick an arm, pick a leg, grab a brain, whatever you want to do. Uh, but it was more morally reprehensible. Uh, it says, we're appalled to learn that something so disturbing could happen on our campus, a community dedicated to healing and serving others. Uh, incidents of betrayal of the Harvard Medical School, which, by the way, shares the same initials as the Holmberg's Morning Sickness. They call it the HMS. <laughs> nice. The HMS. I like that. Uh, each of us, each of the individuals who uh, altruistically chose to give their bodies to HMS through the anatomical gift program were betrayed. So this was different from the other guy that had three heads left yeah. on his desk? Well, that guy worked in a – there's another story where – And they weren't keeping up the bodies. They were moldy. Right. So this guy was selling – he was doing it on the up and up at a company yeah. that gives bodies to research places. But they had a surplus of bodies there, and uh, they weren't packing them right, so rats were getting into the bag. So the customers had complaints when they'd receive a body from this dead body place. They're like, hey, 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 the bag was all chewed up and rats had eaten my cadaver. I get, I get a refund for this. And they're like, ah, sorry about that. So he complained to his boss and his boss didn't like the complaint. So we went to work the next morning and the boss had put three cadaver heads on his desk. 
And he's like, what's this? And he goes, you need to do your job better. <laughs> what oh, the man. What's going on? Imagine. You still have to work with three human heads on your desk, and that's just because that's the trade you're in. That's just what you All do. All right, which one of you guys? I found these laying around in uh, the C block, you idiots. Who's responsible? Will, get over here. Every time I find a body part that doesn't have a spot or hasn't been identified, it's going on your desk. He came to work one morning with three human heads on its desk that were kind of unclaimed and not in the right place. He was like, let Will sort it out. Put it, put it on the You come to work, oh, God damn it. All right, what do I do with the three heads? Figure it out. And again, it begs the question that I've been asking for a long time. What the f*** is going on? The simulation is just absolutely shattered, and I am nothing but a guy with a bag of popcorn watching it all collapse. It's crazy. But again, we got Amazon, so it's still the best time to be alive. It's just definitely weirder than ever. Or maybe not. This might have been going on the whole time, and now we're just learning about all of it so much faster. But jail is easy to avoid. And I'm already up. Look, (laughs) this guy says, this may be the Italian in me. But I don't exactly agree with your stance on probably being guilty of something just for being near the crime. However, I have a nickname for your theory, Splash Damage Justice. (laughs) Have a good one, Stool Pigeon. (laughs) If you're close to somebody who went to jail and got the death penalty, and they thought you were involved, you probably were. They don't take death penalty stuff and just toss it all over the place. It's a different degree, but it's like every day you get in your car and you're like, I know I speed. Yeah, that's not, you're not going to jail for that. I know, it's, but that's the same crime. They start doing it, you're like, you know, selling. You say that's a weed. gateway? No. Oh. Just saying the, you, you must look at it the same way. Uh, I don't think so. I think they're just, I think they. One is definitely more higher risk. I think they're just like dumb. selling they're drugs just, or. You're just dumb. You're dumb and you're willing to take the risk because you feel like you, you've got a system. It's well, like going to Vegas. The reward is big. Yeah, you There's feel no like, reward. Right. You, yeah, speeding has no yeah. reward outside of a couple minutes shaved yeah. off your day. Yeah. And I think you're just dumb and you're like a guy in Vegas who thinks he's got a system. You're not just running on luck. What you are, you're running on luck. Yeah. This guy says, the, <laughs> and this is where, this is who I'm talking about. And I actually like your approach, Brian, but it says the important thing here. Is not just carrying coke on you, but not to do stupid stuff while you have coke on you. I always had coke on me in the 90s, and I never got in trouble. I'm not saying that's good, but I knew how to avoid jail. That's right. When you've got <laughs> coke on you, model citizen time. If you do have coke in your pocket, become a Mormon while you're walking amongst us, or you're going to go to the joint. It's crazy. Uh, this one says, uh, oh, another email. Thanks, John. After watching Tiptoes and seeing that and seeing that little blonde broad get plowed by David Allen Greer, <laughs> I've never wanted to bang a midget more until right now. <laughs> I didn't know. Uh, there was one email that told me, said, I didn't know we'd fit in them. <laughs> like, you're just, t- you're today years old learning that midgets can take one of ours. You're not that big, dude. They can give birth and stuff. You got no idea. You have no idea, man. I got a baby hanging out the center of me. This one says, easy to keep out of jail, huh? Speak for yourself, Holmberg. Some laws are absolutely stupid. 
There were laws in Nazi Germany to keep loved ones away from each other. Let me guess. You'd be right there in lockstep supporting those Nazis. These laws also exist right here in the United States, and it's disgusting. Trust me. I've been through it. Signed, Nathan Sutherland, Christian Rapper. (laughs) (laughs) You'll never die. Anyway, avoid jail at the best you can. (laughs) To the best of your abilities, dodge the joint. That's what I'm saying. Uh, our contestants should be arriving here shortly. We're going to have those in. We're going to get a Brady report in a little earlier than normal because we got to. And we got Brad Williams in here. He's at a, he's he's performing this weekend and just absolutely killing. And Brad Williams is one of my favorite people. I love that guy. Uh, he's going to be here in a little while. And then we get the real party started with these people trying to win a uh, a game room from our friends at Prestige Billiards and Modelo Especial. The funny thing about this is we go through all these He's like, you know, radio always studies itself like crazy on what works and what doesn't. And I always wonder, like, they're fun contests and things like that, and we have fun with the people. But essentially, we're just telling everybody else listening that they can't win anything, that they're not eligible. Sorry. Yeah, it's just it's fun for the people here. And everybody else is like, oh, I hope that you just kind of hope someone makes a fool of themselves or is kind of dopey or we get a character. Uh, and just have fun and get a couple laughs out of it. But essentially what this is is just five or six really elite listeners getting a chance for one great big prize that you guys won't win. And it's kind of rude. And you, when you, it's, I always say that when we have when Doug Hopkins gives the five grand away at U-Fest and then we go on stage to tell the crowd who won and they're standing next to me. And I'm like, we're standing in front of like ten or 11,000 people and calling them losers. Look what this person has. And you guys, lo- you all lost. And they and thank us for kicking them in the nuts, basically. <laughs> and then they yeah, cheer. And, and they're like, well, you guys should be a little more upset than this. Why are you telling us about it? Like, I never hear that chant. Why do you tell us these things? At least they're dancing a, a little bit more for this. Yeah, no, you get, we, we're putting them through it. But yeah. again, people driving to work are like, I don't have a chance of that. Which it did. Everybody had an opportunity to qualify, but you just didn't, you weren't lucky enough. But it is awfully strange to sit and it's almost rubbing your nose in it as a listener. It's like, yeah, these guys, somebody here's a winner, all you losers out there. And I always preface that when I do those announcements on stage because I'm like, all right, I'm about to tell all you guys that you all lost $5,000 today and this person won. This is what a winner looks like. All you guys go home with less. And then you just wait for them to get rolled in the parking lot. I want a bunch of... I think of- you look at it and you don't really, you like... That could be me next year. Yeah, maybe there's hope in some people. I look at it from a cynical point of view going, well, that's kind of cruddy. To- you never know when you get drawn. <laughs> Cha-ching, Chavez, waving your check in my face. I'm standing there going, cheering and celebrating for this one winner, and it was none of us. It stinks. Uh, wow. I just got a picture of the guy who stole all the body parts from the HMS. I didn't realize he looked. He was, he had half his face tattooed, and he had spikes coming out of his head. Well, you know, I can see that. I'm going guilty on this I'm going to tell you right now, looking at that picture, this is Harvard's fault for hiring that guy in the first place. I'm going guilty. Yeah, tell me that guilty. guy sold yeah. parts on the black market? Yeah. Wait a minute. I looked at that guy without knowing and thought, he definitely has some body parts in his house. I he definitely did it, whatever it is. Whoever hired him to run the morgue, half your face tattooed, and he's got some weird thing in his eye, two giant gauges, and spikes surgically inserted into his head. You're not... You're not, you're not, I'm going to get a court order that you can't even come within 100 yards of a morgue. Guilty. Yeah, totally. There's a good chance you'll be able to buy an arm from this guy. <laughs> who? Which one? The guy? Oh, I oh, see yeah. him. I see him. I know who you're talking about. If we lined up, you'll know. If we lined up a thousand people in that guy and said, which one do you think sells body parts? Well, this <laughs> could be a trick. Limbs. 
but I'm just going to go with what I think. It's the DeAndre Ayton over Luka Doncic pick. It's like, all right, I might be wrong here, but I'm, I'm, I'm going with the low-hanging fruit there. Half-tattoo-faced spike-head guy. And you're correct. He has body parts in his garage. Yeah. I knew that. The surgically implanted spikes in his head told me that that guy's too close to dead things and doesn't care. I didn't know that's what he looked like. Jeremy Lee Pauly. Anyway, it's a, uh, it's a strange day. Uh, what do you got on the big board of musical treats as we move right. quickly today? All right, Wake Up Song brought to you by our buddies at Action Ride Shop. You know, with all the all the ski ski slopes, you know, closed right now, it's it, they turn them into bike parks. So you can head on up to Sunrise. You can head up to Angel Fire in New Mexico. And, uh, you know, if you haven't done it before, well, you got to head on over to Action Ride Shop. They're going to get you directed in the right, push you in the right direction. They got a checklist there for you. They got all the uh, bikes, accessories, and parts you're going to need. And uh, especially all the safety gear if you're going downhill at a ski resort. So, <laughs> I heard your struggle in there. Yeah, I know. Not, not I totally the whole thing. I just in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I know why it happened. Yeah, yeah. I know exactly when it went <laughs> I know sideways. When it... I know exactly when it went sideways. And <laughs> yep, you, had to, you, had to re- you had to refocus. I should have said ski resort, <laughs> ski hill, but not whatever. Anyway. Uh, so <laughs> I heard your brain go, you said it. You said it. Well, I looked at both of you guys and I'm like, I look down. So I, I, looked down I know, but I caught you. I know you. you're such a child when it comes to those <laughs> particular things that you cannot not oh, laugh at it. Hilarious. Uh, so actually, This guy laughed all the way through Django Unchained. Oh, like, this is kidding? not a funny movie. But they keep saying it. He did it again. It's true. Holmberg's morning sickness. Disgusting. They smell. They're sticky. They say things that are horrible. Holmberg's morning sickness. <laughs> On the list, um, Queen's Rike up there. Yeah. Uh, snot, hate breed, a ministry. Megadeth, uh, Slipknot, Terror, Hard Lessons for that guy that was in Death Row, uh, Anthrax, I'm the Law, Avenged Sevenfold, Jimmy's Chicken Shack, High, because Brady's Jail Time, <laughs> thinking of food, uh, Bad Religion, ACDC, hell yeah. All right, let's do the terror thing. A, we're in a hurry. Yeah. Got to get everything in on time. Right. And B, they write quick songs. Yep. So Terror, Hard Lessons for that guy. All right. Also, I don't know if you guys saw it, but uh, your tax dollars are going to go to work in a big way here soon. Uh, evidently, the United States, according to its president, about to build a railroad all the way across the Indian Ocean from the Pacific. I saw that. That's impressive. That's good. America. Great. Joe Biden went off script. Was it yesterday or the day before? It, I think it was. And yeah. you get, Here's the scariest part of it. It was that. yesterday. He's but. giving the speech. We're going to do this railroad all the way from the Pacific across the Indian Ocean. Count on it. And also, and then he said something that made me like the the railroad from the Pacific across the Indian Ocean. I want to see the begin. I want to see the engineer that's that's hired to draw that thing. Second, I mean, I've flown over the Pacific all the way to Australia. That is no treat at all. A train ride would take months. Get in a boat, but uh, anyway. So he, I know he misspoke. But then afterwards, the scariest part is the most powerful man in the United States had a tell. It was like a poker tell yesterday because what he said was, uh, "I've gone off script. I'm going to get in trouble." I'm like, I thought you were the most powerful guy in the house. Don't play it on that. We'll get it another way. How in the world? Who's who's yelling at you? Who's getting you in trouble? That was a telling moment that the president basically said, I'm supposed to just read the words. If I leave the script, people yell at me. Who? He basically told us he's got somebody that tells him, don't ever do that again, president. Which means he's not in charge of anything. That scared me to death. You're just 
realizing well, this? Well, I've never heard I mean, one admit it. That's why I think that's the real reason we don't have really old presidents. They slip up and give some of the game away. Yeah. I can't keep going. I get off script here. Get get some. Get get big trouble. As far as I know, I'm running. I might end up in the hole eating that wad of meat, tomato juice. Have <laughs> myself a wad. I want a wad. I want a wad. I want to eat. So yeah, he started screaming about that railroad from the Pacific all the way across the Indian Ocean, which is a long, long way. <laughs> that is a train from L.A. to, I believe. Eastern Africa, if I'm not mistaken, that's pretty long. Yeah, it's it's crossing over. That's somewhere. a long railroad. Got to get through Indonesia and then cut on down in through Australia. Then you get to the Indian Ocean and you cut all the way up, maybe pop up in the other side. It's a long railroad. You're going to build it. Count on it. It's coming your way. Amtrak. Amtrak. <laughs> it's done so well it's over the so years. Well. <laughs> I don't see this going sideways. How many tickets are we going to sell? One ticket, please, to... The Indian Ocean. Oh my God! <laughs> Just fly there. No, no, I'd rather, I'd rather train over the Pacific, take my chances with a few tropical storms on a train. Yes, he misspoke, but come on. Get went off script here. I'm going to get in trouble. That was the one for me that made me go, wait a tick. I'm going for it, Indian Ocean, yeah. and I'm going to do it. I got an idea. All right, Mr. Biden, in a second. No, you're going to hear it. I'm going to build a railroad, get some Chinese, build a railroad all the way across the United States. Better. L.A. L.A. to India. To Perth. (laughs) Fire over the Indian Ocean. On train tracks, sir. Yeah, Chinese. They do anything. Trust me, I'm in cahoots with them. They build. That was quite a sentence. And I'm not sure what he meant. What railroad was? We've already got railroads from... That cover our nation, like they go from east to west. What was he trying to say? Could build brand new railroads. Well, we got pretty. Maybe fix the ones we got. Yeah, that too. <laughs> and wait till my grandiose design comes into play. <laughs> I got an idea. Railroad around the world. Why? Well, they can hide up below it. They can railroad it. It's the dumbest idea we've ever heard, sir. Says you. You know what? I'm going to go off script my next speech. I'm going to bring it up and watch the people clap. Hey, guys, who wants a railroad around the world? No one. What? That's crazy. It's a great idea. We've got a great design for a moon tube. It's one of those, like, bank teller things. <laughs> yeah, you that just shoots you right to the moon. Brady's right. It's another great idea. But one of them suction tubes takes your money from me to Carol inside the building. How's it work? It's fascinating. Magic. Black magic. Speaking of black magic, Kamala's done on it. <laughs> when he said that thing about, I'm going to get in trouble... I mean, people who think he's a puppet already, he just announced it for his terrible international worldwide railway. (laughs) Across the Indian Ocean. It's the one ocean no one remembers, and he brought it up. I don't know why I was thinking the Indian Ocean. It's a little ocean. After that speech, they sat him down and gave him a loaf. Said, knock it off. Shut up, are you going in the hole? Please don't put me in the hole again. Dr. Jill, get me out of the hole. Quit telling people that stupid train track idea. It's a great idea. I love trains. He's been a train guy for a long time. Remember when he ran the first time? He used to ride that Amtrak every day. Common With man. everyone. Everybody. I was black. I was Puerto Rican. I was all of them. Riding on the Amtrak. All the way from Scranton to Washington. 
All right. You're, you like trains, but this one's a little ridiculous. Even a train enthusiast, a hobby train guy, isn't going to build his train over his pool. It's dumb. Hell of a bridge. But again, I don't know what he meant. We're going to build one all the way from the Pacific to the Atlantic. We already got that. Don't we? Isn't that what we did back in the 1800s when we were abusing the Chinese and the Irish? Yeah. What's he talking about? But the headline was great because it says it's time to put Grandpa down. I know. <laughs> Let's put third, Grandpa to bed. The third one. <laughs> third comment. Let's in. put Grandpa to bed. What are you talking about? Tell you what, this train thing's got legs. All right. Jesus Christ. This is his first term. He might win again. What's he going to say in 2027? I got another idea. Rowboats for everybody. Is he going to make it that far? <laughs> no, there's no way. <laughs> He's going to drown. Yeah, that's He's what I'm going to drown on his train. In the Indian Ocean. <laughs> yeah. Over here, I'm going to test it out and be the first passenger on Amtrak's uh, bubbly water line. Oh, what are you doing? Get him off the train. People that visit the Oval Office, have you, have you seen the train set in there? He's there with an engineer hat. <laughs> you know what you do? Choo-choo. Yeah. This could be great. Just as an engineer. Look at me. Casey Jones. <laughs> you know what they do? They take him to Disneyland, blindfold him. Put them in one of those weird submarines that they're like a foot. Like the most disappointing thing in Disneyland is when you're under the water. You're like, whoa, this is cool. We're underwater. And then one adult always goes, look up. And you look out the window and you realize you're like six inches below the surface. You're barely underneath. And then when you walk out of it, and for whatever, the line goes right by. It's the Nemo ride now. Yeah, Yeah, they changed it. 20,000 leagues or whatever. It turned into Nemo. And it's really cool when you're in there and you're in your suspending disbelief that you've gone deep into the sea. But then you're so stupid. When you leave the ride and you walk by and you see it, you realize, oh, it was like this all along. <laughs> the submarines never go that deep underwater. We just put Joe on that thing and tell him he's on his train to the end. Look at all the fishies. There's Nemo. Look at Dory. Oh, there's that shark, Bruce. I didn't like Bruce. Bruce scared me. You just put him in there and go, your train tracks are done, sir. And then have a bunch of Indians on the other side. Look at that, let's go! Woohoo! <laughs> he the way ends up to... on the part of the small world. Oh, right? India. Yeah, you just drop him off in a small world. <laughs> Hello, India. Bakaluka, hi, Johnny ho. That's not a language, sir. Just keep walking. Oh, script again. A train around the world is our president's idea. <laughs> the ocean train. Brilliant. It's Either never been thought of no, before. No, no. <laughs> hey, look, you got to give him points yeah. for that. What if we built train tracks? He's Nobody's ever. Nobody's Can't ever limit. <laughs> we got to. We got to. You know, speed up infrastructure for world travel. Train tracks. It's the first thing I think of when I think travel. You want train tracks in the ocean, sir? Yeah. What's the worst that could happen? I don't know. Everyone drowns every time. No, you build them above the water. Okay. <laughs> Do they float? Yeah. I don't like little buoys. What if there's a storm? It'd be a rough train ride. <laughs> you imagine on the train and they're like, this is your uh, engineer speaking. We're about to head into a tropical storm here in the center of the Pacific Ocean. Who built this goddamn thing? We're going to have to wait this one out. I didn't even like being on an Amtrak train when I was a kid and it was raining in Kansas City. That scared me to death. It was pouring rain and that train's just chugging along. You're like, this is a, where nightmares are born. We'll build one all the way across the ocean. God knows what's out there. I'm like Columbus, only with trains. We got something that traverses water. They're called boats, dumbass. I didn't mean it. 
soon we'll be able to do weekends in Madagascar. <laughs> It'll take you six days on a train to get there. It's beautiful. You know what else we could do, Brady? Horses. Swimming horses. Get them all the way across the ocean. Then you take your favorite horse, get over there to China. Next thing you know, you got a series of trains all over the ocean. It's a terrible idea, sir. Ah, I'm president. But yeah, that, that moment where he said, I'm going to get in trouble, I'm like, don't say that out loud. We already know what's going on, but don't, don't let everybody... Who's in charge now? Never mind the man behind the yeah, Exactly. <laughs> the guy working the thing. It, it, I, sometimes I think it's like the old uh, stories that you'd hear that uh, Brennan would tell us and people that worked with Harry Carey. Yeah. They used to just throw pieces of paper he'd down just read there them. and he'd randomly pick them up. Yeah, he'd just read them. Blimps across yeah. the world. <laughs> Blimps. I don't think anybody's ever tried that. What's the worst that could happen? Get a blip, come over, let's say, from Germany to Jersey. What, 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 what bad could happen? Oh, the humanity. Anyway, that's our president, and that's our situation. Sorry. I meant to go fast, and then I got off on the Biden train idea. <laughs> I do want to see the construction plans. I do want to see that. Because I'm, I'm adding a third stall in my garage right now, getting a third garage put on the house. I'll tell you what. The engineering is no fun when you're digging into the roof and you're trying to figure out structurally. You know, you got to use block, and if you don't use block, you got to use wood that changes the dynamics and the math. You try to build train tracks on an ocean, man. I can't. I want to see the blueprints on that thing. I want to see exactly how that works because the city has rejected two plans already because we changed it from wood to block and back to block. This is just a stall on a garage, man. They're building these things like crazy, and there's still an awful lot of people going mathematically. This won't work. Okay, just think about back the time to the it took to do our light rail here. <laughs> I, uh, you know, the H&H Ranch, when they were building the light rail for the Super Bowl, that was quite a process. It went on 24 hours a day. They were speed They were speed building. And I really don't think those trains are going to do well if a water line breaks downtown, let alone <laughs> chugging her all the way on over to India. Magnets. <laughs> yeah. Mad gravity boots. <laughs> That'll do it. Okay. Yeah, we could be all right. You're going to get really smart dolphins. Just pull the train. It's our listener that calls in with his idea yeah. in the fireside chat. It's President Biden's. We're pulling a train. Oh, no. He just said that. No, we've heard more intelligent things on the fireside chat. We're going to pull trains from L.A. to... I'm pulling trains, man. I'm going to pull a train in L.A. I'm going to pull a train in India. Stop saying that. Google it, sir. Oh, my God. You know, it's we're pulling a train, man. Uh, anyway, hard lessons. We have them every day. Uh, it's Terror, everybody. It's a great song. We're learning them each and every day from whether you're in jail for something you didn't do or you're the President of the United States. Hard lessons everywhere. It's 98 KUPD. It's out of control now. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet Mesquite. Repeat, ericsfamilybbq.com.